At what point does the administration say, you know what, the strategy isn't working. We're going to change strategies. Six former administration officials last week wrote that open letter urging the administration to change course, to change strategy. Is it time? It is time for us to do what we have been doing, and that time is every day. Every day it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. All right, so so the uh, uh, she was asked by Craig Melvin if it's time to change the administration's strategy on COVID, to which Harris responded, it is time for us to do what we have been doing. And that time is every day. Every day, it is time for us to agree that there are things and tools that are available to us to slow this thing down. Been saying. <laughs> Been saying. I think um, the, the, the nonsense um, Selena Myers-esque uh, yeah. drivel that that statement um, reflected is, is enhanced by the fact that she sounded like she was uh, behind more bars than um, uh, the Ted Kaczynski. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, I mean, look, I'm not one of those people who's like, um, oh, they're like, they're killing everyone. You know what I mean? Like, it's like to stop Omicron, we would have had to do like a lockdown, the likes of which we've never done in America like three months ago. And like, clearly, like, I don't. Yeah, we just weren't we weren't like no one's going to do that. But um, it is very conspicuous to me that they are sending a barred out Kamala to talk to talk about this policy to talk about covid now that's that's the whole strategy has has been to put her out there as the face of every administration bungle and uh as the face of their lack of ideas about what to do differently just going down to latin america going don't come don't don't come just don't come right right if they want to do a policy that's like you know minimum 80 uh, maximum 100% the same as a Trump policy. They just send her out there to be like, what you got to do every day is be what you want to do. And if you, don't, <laughs> if you don't do that, we have a saying where I'm from. If you're not ready to get to work, go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because during the uh, debates, she got, I remember SNL had uh, Maya Rudolph come back to play her. And she was like the wacky wine mom. Like girl, but now it's like it's it's when the wackiness. It's like you know you you show up at a Thanksgiving and like after the first couple of glasses, you know your aunt's funny and wacky, and then like by dessert she's just sort of like got her face in the dressing, and it's just sad. I don't and even. That's what she's been basically since uh, the inauguration. I don't even think she's like she's just like the weirdest woman at your job. Yeah. Who you like? Like you would, you would do anything. You would like, you would like walk to the elevator. You're like, yeah, I want to die. You will walk to the parking lot through a hailstorm to avoid talking with her in the parking garage. Like you are just, no matter any workplace on earth, whether it's a bar, restaurant, office, whether you're like in the military, you would just, you just have this person who every time you talk to them, you're just like, what fucking type of person are you? 
Like, what are you? What are you going yeah. for? Like, wait, if What's she was, yeah, deal? if she was wacky wine mom, she would have at least made it to voting. But the fact that <laughs> yeah. she's just like, she would get out there during the debates and be like, everyone's got to sign on to my ideas. We got to ban Trump. Dude's, <laughs> dude's got to go. She was trying to make a catchphrase all the time. She was like, oh yeah, yeah dude got to go. Dude's got to go. go. <laughs> yeah, even when, when even Warren was like, that's very stilted and stupid. <laughs> It's like, <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, I, that was my favorite part of all, any of the Democratic debates was uh, she decided, Kamala decided that her attention getting policy was going to be ban Trump from Twitter, uh, which congratulations, she got what she wanted and everything's fine now. Uh, and she wanted to like put everybody on the spot by making them agree or disagree. And Elizabeth Warren, the, the the candidate who said she was going to let a trans teen pick her secretary of education, goes, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. What are you talking about? I know it's like, yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to keep saying that she's just taking like $4,000 worth of Klonopin a week because it's funny. But it's just, she just like doesn't have anything. You know how we said that Pete's empty? Pete can act, Pete can at least for five minutes take the shape of the vessel that he wants to be poured into. Right. He has nothing beyond <clears throat> yeah. that. She's just like she's the most formless person I've ever seen. Yeah. If you pour her into the she's vessel, just... she'll just like leak out. It will be it's like trying to like physically capture a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need you need technology to do that. You need yeah. uh, you know, like the little boxes the Ghostbusters have. Um, all right. So uh, I guess them to officially start the show. Uh, greetings. It's Shop Out Thursday, January 13th, 2022. And to, you know, uh, to, to officially kick things going here, I know, I know what both of my co hosts want to talk about. There's only one news story. It happened yesterday, but I know the news story. I, I know these gentlemen so well. I know the news story they want to talk about. And that's, um, uh, Felix, how would you describe this news story? The liberal driller. <laughs> Dude fucked around and ran into liberal K flock. She went to liberal V Roy. I said, sorry, I smoked your man. Left him on the curb. She said, fuck that chud. He's from Village's suburb. <laughs> this is I took uh, her to the DNC. <laughs> this comes courtesy of the great state of Florida. This is a uh, just just headline here. John Kozwanski killed in Tallahassee Road Rage incident. Um, John uh, Kozwanski uh, was arrested for a separate road rage incident at the same intersection in 2014. This year, John uh, Kozwanski, the legislative affairs director for the State Board of Administration, was killed in a shootout triggered by a road rage incident in North Tallahassee. The Leon County Sheriff's Office took one person into custody after the January 6th incident. However, that person has since been released and no charges have been filed, according to an LCSO news release. Oh, my God. He's like 22Gs talking about paying his lawyers so he can beat a body. This is like, okay, this guy, like, he drilled him. He got into a gunfight and just fucking clicked him up, didn't get wounded. The police were like, all right, you can. Fair is fair. I mean, this is Florida. Yeah, the guy and the the dude, the 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 GOP former uh, like chief of staff for a state senator who got killed, he got off the first shot too. Yeah, apparently, uh, according to other reports, he had a gun with a laser sight too. <laughs> he put the oh my beam God. on him! And he missed. put the beam on him and, and missed. missed. Do we know what kind of gun the liberal driller had? 
I don't know. I'm just going to keep, I, keep I, reading here. Yet. This is uh, I, at floridapolitics.com. It says here, the office issued an initial statement reporting a fatal shooting that occurred last Thursday shortly after 5 p.m. near the intersection of Bannerman, Ro- Bannerman Road and Thomasville Road following an altercation between two drivers. Thursday's release confirmed that Kozwanski was killed in the incident. The investigation into what occurred is still ongoing. There are conflicting reports about what happened, though it appears events escalated to fatal violence following a traffic incident. Sources familiar with details of the investigation told Florida Politics that Kozwanski caused the auto accident that began the chain of events and that he began the shootout that led to his own death. (laughs) The sources said the incident began after Kozwanski's BMW drifted out of its lane while heading north north on Thomasville Road. That's when the BMW hit a white Prius. Both cars pulled into a parking lot. The driver of the Prius confronted Kozwanski about hitting him, the sources said. The Prius driver then returned to his car to wait for law enforcement's arrival after confronting Kozwanski. That is when, according to Florida politics sources, Kozwanski rammed his BMW into the Prius on the driver's door and began pushing the car sideways in the parking lot. Kozwanski then shot a gun at the white Prius, according to the sources. The Prius driver drew a gun and fired back into the windshield of Kozwanski's BMW. Kozwanski was hit and killed, according to the sources. One shot, one kill. God damn. Wind split by a Prius driver. Getting killed, the guy who got killed by a Prius driver, not going to Valhalla. I think we can agree. Zero chance. So this guy, the the Denver dude who got killed by the lady cop, everybody uh, who bitched out and asked for the vaccine before they died of COVID, none of them are going to Valhalla. They will instead be spending eternity at a Little Nas X concert. Yeah, they're going to a socially distanced Little Nas X concert that lasts forever where you have to wear two KN95s and ask a yep. health safety officer if you can drink water. Yep. And the you water that, yeah, the water is that uh, water you buy at Starbucks that's like, this water actually benefits Africa. <laughs> it's one of those, it's like in a box. It's not in a plastic bottle. Yeah, you have to drink that bullshit. I, I like, so this guy, he landed a headshot. He's like clean. Like he's he's no no hospital gang. Turn those sirens off. He's DOA. <laughs> this guy. Oh my god. Fuck Nikki Freed. Fuck Charlie Christ is king. This is like this is the guy to run against DeSantis, the liberal yep. griller. Oh, absolutely he's awesome. <laughs> he, he rammed the car and was like on the was, driver's side, and is like pushing the car. Like there's a car ramming into you on the driver's side pushing your car and then he's got a laser sighted gun firing shots into your car and then you just just in one smooth motion just pull it out from the center console bow through the windshield just splitting this guy's melon in one in one just without even (laughs) exhaling just that's fucking american sniper right there oh my god hk headshot king this guy's like had to have done this before if he's like that cold if he's like all right, I'll go into the parking lot with you. And, like, I know you're probably, I can tell from your stupid bumper stickers. I can tell from your Let's Go Brandon that you're carrying. This is Florida. But I'm, like, I'm confident enough that I am just going to, like, you are going straight to the morgue. <laughs> this guy, he's done this before. He's done, I, okay. I actually, now, I think that um, at least several hundred COVID deaths, quote-unquote COVID deaths in Florida, were actually this guy's crew just blicking down let's go brandon's 
in traffic. And you know what, though? Like, this is Florida. And, like, you know, as long as the other party starts it or conceivably can be argued that they started it or looked at you the wrong way, then, again, didn't even get, didn't even get put in handcuffs. Didn't even get interviewed by the cops. They're like, fair enough. Yep. You, I mean, yeah, he, he uh, uh, Kozwanski, he will not be among the honored dead in Stovacor. Because, you know, he had like driving a BMW, and I think it's like people pointed this out. It's been proven that uh, BMWs cause more road rage incidents <laughs> than any other car because of the assholes who drive them. <laughs> and this was a Prius. And he was just like, you know, revving up that German engine, slamming it into the driver's side. And he's just like, fuck this, fuck this pussy. I can't believe he's doing it. And they just pop, pop, pop. And they'll listen how professional this is. The driver of the Prius then exited their vehicle on the passenger side and took cover, not knowing if Kozwanski was about to fire back. He's done it before. He's done it before. He has, this guy is like, who knows how many bodies he has? We don't know this man's name. But he, this is the guy who can beat DeSantis. If he gets up, if he gets up there and he's like, "I'm smoking Herman Cain, I'm smoking Kiswanski," for how many electoral votes did uh, Joe Biden get again? Ooh, I've uh, enough. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah uh, three twenty something like that. Yeah, he'll say like three twenty dead ops, and <laughs> that like he's going to win. He's going. He destroy DeSantis because like. DeSantis is never like, yeah, you can argue that he's killed people, but he's never like walked up on someone like this. He's never <laughs> no, just. One and that's going to be the killed. next. That's the next like. Uh, that's the next raise is that like, we're all cavalier about death, and we have all embraced that politics now is about uh, reveling in the suffering of your enemies, and if that's the case, then the more direct responsibility you have for murking a motherfucker the more uh, cool and powerful you are. Yeah, and some could say that's bad, but this guy is cool. I'm sorry. Like, this guy <laughs> this guy was, like, sitting at a stoplight, like, retweeting Jeff Tiedrick. <laughs> and then within, not even five minutes later, he has another body. And probably the second he left the police station, the second they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're, like, not at fault. He, like, he goes, he's like, oh, when's Randy Rainbow coming to town? <laughs> this guy's awesome uh, it goes on though it said whoever however Kozwanski's wife Rebecca Kozwanski said in a Twitter thread that her husband was a victim while confirming he lost his life mm-hmm. she claimed that she claimed that he was trapped and assassinated and was trying to escape <laughs> the person shooting at him the, these, those comments were made on a thread posted by F- Florida politics publisher Peter Schnorsch announcing Kozwanski's death. He was on his way home early to pick us up for a farewell dinner for our daughter, she wrote. He called to say that he was on his way to beat traffic. He was excited for dinner and to see us. He told us he loved us, and, that, and then he never came. <laughs> he yeah, was, now he's having dinner with Herman Cain. <laughs> he stood you up. He was, uh, he was two weeks away from retirement, retiring from the Florida administrative political position. But it says, uh, she added that his family deserves time to heal and privacy. Our whole lives are shattered. The children and I, his friends and family, so many who adored this wonderful, kind, loving man who would do anything for anyone. We are all devastated. The whole world lost a great man, she wrote. The incident took place less than two miles away from Kozwanski's home. He leaves behind his wife and two children. Dennis McKee, speaking on behalf of the State Board of Administration, said he could not confirm that Kozanski was the person killed in the road rage incident, but confirmed that he died Thursday, according to the Tallahassee Democrat. That's like saying your loved one died of pneumonia 
not COVID. It's just like, I (laughs) confirmed that he was shot in the head on Thursday, but just not necessarily by this guy driving a Prius. No, all his... And if he was, he was was an assassination. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. An assassination. Something he completely started. At no point was it not his fault. At no point in any second of this interaction was this not completely his fault. There was no... He was... The liberal driller, there was never a thing that the liberal driller did where it's like, oh, you shouldn't have done that. He didn't even shoot first. That's what makes him a master assassin, is that he <laughs> yeah. he knew that this guy was a big, dumb Republican. He knew that he had a history of road rage. He probably looked up his record, because remember, he got arrested yep. for road rage. It's the exact same intersection before. So he's like, well, what if, if I go to this intersection where he is, and I'm driving a Prius... He will get into a thing with me, and then I can provoke him into uh, drawing first, kill him, and get away scot-free. This guy, I think he might have been on the grassy knoll. Yeah, this guy is fucking cold. He's like, like, none of these guys are, they won't come for him, because all his friends, all his friends that have guns are like, oh, it it wasn't the liberal driller, actually. He actually... um, Yeah, what happened happened was um, a Final Destination type thing happened where a piano filled with AIDS needles fell on him. Uh, just a uh, freak accident. He didn't get, he didn't start shit and then immediately get decapitated. Uh, but like, if they do, if they start getting brave, he's just gonna, he's gonna be like Pooh He's gonna say, Pussy dropped that song about me, get found without a dick. Well, I mean, Matt, your theory that it's an assassination, uh, just going on in the article, it says here, he was a quiet fellow, McKee said. Everything in his world was about his family. Previously, Kozwanski pleaded no contest to assault and disorderly conduct charges in a 2014 related to a separate road rage incident at the same intersection. According to the probable cause affidavit for that case, deputies were dispatched after a driver called to report another driver had pointed a small black color handgun with a mounted laser at him while stopped next to him at the intersection of Thomasville Road and Bannerman Road. Law enforcement found Kozwanski still inside the vehicle matching the description from the caller when they responded to that 2014 incident. A deputy verified that Kozwanski had a weapon matching the caller's description and arrested him on the scene. He was later sentenced to probation, which was completed in 2018. Kozwanski, 52, graduated from Florida State University in 1992 with a degree in political science. His career in Tallahassee included working for Senator, for former Senator Debbie Sanderson's chief of staff, a communications director of the Department of Managerial Services, and more than 11 years with the State Board of Administration. The final tweet on his Twitter account, an announcement that he had entered an online raffle for a firearm worth $5,000, was posted December 9th, 2021. And this win, and this is called the Win the uh, uh, Luago Arms Alien Pistol. Oh my! This fucking dummy. He like this is like this is guys like this are what gun executives why they're able to buy boats. He's mm-hmm. like he like in because in his heart he knows he sucks, but he's like oh if I get the laser sight, oh oh if I yeah. get the extendo mag, oh I I like won't get drilled by a liberal driller. Nope. <laughs> this is just I guarantee the liberal driller just had like a Glock that he took care of. Where he's like, I just got to take care of it so it doesn't jam, but it'll be like, you know, it's like my Prius. Easy to replace parts. I just got to look after it and it'll look after me. <laughs> it's had a silencer on it, also like a Prius. It kills people without you knowing <laughs> who's coming. Yeah, he has, a, he has a hybrid one that he oils with like ethanol. <laughs> he's like, yeah, oil, oil my Glock with ethanol. Shout out Tom Vilsack. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm just imagining like you know that that corner of uh, Thomasville and Banner Bannerman Road. Like uh, you know, like you know, whenever you know, as George Carlin said, whenever anyone dies in America, there's always some street corner with like teddy bears and flowers piled up on it. A liberal driller, like his whole squad's gonna come back and like go alive on Instagram with them pissing on the fucking teddy bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's gonna be like, yeah, there's gonna be all this like stupid conservative shit, like the the successor race racist coffee company. They're gonna have a bag of that coffee, like like his favorite gun all this shit they're gonna piss on it shoot on it no one's gonna do anything liberal drillers gang i think they should be called like wellstone wellstone block or something <laughs> that would be cool i don't like fuck like no one gives a shit about like a liberal guy who was in the air force no one cares no one cares that you like were jerking off on dexies in a plane above afghanistan you didn't do anything no one actually cares Veterans, it's like another one of the million things in America that I bet pulls high, but in reality, no one cares. Get yeah. a guy who actually walked up on someone like this guy. Well, I mean, he didn't even walk up on somebody. He was defending his life. I mean, like, I know, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who did it? I mean, but like point blank, point blank, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just fucking. Yeah, who didn't like uh, dodge IEDs from uh, Afghans or something and then have to get helicoptered out in defeat and shame? Somebody who killed one of your political enemies. Yeah. Like, there's one fewer... Hey, Democrats, there's one fewer Republican, <laughs> thanks to me. Yeah, he actually did say, like, every war hero story in America is like, um, oh, 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 I... <laughs> it was really scary. My special laser that I could point at anyone and make them die didn't work. And I had to, <laughs> I had to get $3 billion worth of aircraft to rescue me because suddenly I was in a regular gunfight. <laughs> And what did, what did you accomplish? We left. We left Afghanistan. What did this guy accomplish? Well, there's like one less guy going to the school board meeting. Yeah. I would give anything to know if there was a coexist bumper sticker on the Prius. This guy, the liberal drill gang drives. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know one guy who's not coexisting anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, if you want to coexist, you have to do so peacefully. Yeah. And, you know, once you cross that line, uh, all bets are off. There's no more coexistence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no more. Dude, there's no MAGA hat symbol on the coexist bumper sticker. But you know what? Like, uh, I mean, I think like this story can like broadly. I mean, I know I know this guy did the exact same thing in 2014, but I think this story can be broadly filed under our feral files because road yes. rage incidents have gone up. And like, can you imagine? I mean, like, look, being in traffic sucks. Like, I often fantasize about killing a third of the planet's population when I'm stuck in traffic. But I can just, I cannot imagine ramming someone else's car with my own, pulling a gun on someone because they're not driving fast enough. I mean, I, I yeah. understand, I understand you're, imagining you're totally it. Totally alien behavior. I, under, I understand imagining it. I understand, like, in, 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 you know, in a moment of anger or just a way to relieve stress, you're just like, if I had a gun, I would shoot this person in front of me. But this asshole has done it multiple times. Multiple times, and this time was just not the one. It nope. was not the he, one he, for he John. Picked the K wrong uh, libtard. Yeah, yeah, dude. I, I do like. Yeah. A, I do like the like, liberal or not. Like everyone in Florida, if you're driving a, if you have a car, you need to have a gun in the car. Oh yeah, no. Florida is the uh, is the state where they have told you most explicitly. Uh, we are all on our own. You're all on your own. But be fucking, you know. Uh, don't call nine one one like it says on the bumper sticker. Uh, you got your castle doctrine. Uh, they're 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 right now. They're in the middle in Florida 
uh, it's passed its first committee uh, in the legislature to pass a bill that would allow any business to nullify any law that they could argue impacted their profits. <laughs> yes. Uh, I've seen this and here. also to undermine uh, uh, any further uh, regulations on building codes and construction. Not just that. Uh, it says here, a Florida bill that would allow business, any business, to veto and block local ordinances from going into effect if it impacts their profits. Just yep. passed its first committee. Now, senators are discussing a bill that would limit liability of construction companies for construction defects. And I don't know. Do you guys remember, uh, wasn't that long ago that that old person condo just collapsed and killed like yep. dozens of elderly people? Yeah. Because of its, you know, shoddy cut rate construction job done by the people who own yeah, the building. It was made out of Legos. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been more stable if it was made out of Legos. Are you kidding me? Those, yeah. those bricks fit together. Yeah. Those at least follow some EU safety <laughs> regulations. Those are the only old people DeSantis saved from COVID. <laughs> them dying that well, that's way. the other thing. The, 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 they're the, let's, let, they are the lab also for no interventions against COVID, which, you know, hey. Who knows at this point? Uh, but that that's where you want to go if you want to live the real American dream of unfettered uh, freedom. It's Florida. And that means strapping up. Yeah. You better strap. But you better be prepared for the consequences. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Just, like, after he beat his body, I mean, he didn't even really have to. He just, like, went to the police station, and they're like, oh, we've seen you before. Like, we, we can't get this guy in anything. He's too he's too good. He like waits till some asshole in a truck or a BMW rams him and he just fucking just blows them down. He went to like he turned up, he went to like a bullshit restaurant that only serves meals and bowls. The new liberal craze. <laughs> he took like he he was he was off the melatonin, the liberal perk thirty, double gri double gripping like Australian Sauvignon blank. Blank, so young blank. Yeah. Uh, you remember? I mean, I don't, I don't know if you guys remember. Like when I was a kid, uh, the joke was everyone said BMW stood for break my window because yeah. the people who drove them were assholes. I think now it should be called BMW should stand for bereave my wife. <laughs> uh, well, there we yeah. go. That's the uh, that's, that's just the liberal drill team. They're spinning the block in Florida. Uh, run up on them just just test just test it out yeah. see what yeah. happens see what happens next time you run up on a prius in florida liberals don't want to win the governorship there or anything like they don't it just like they just want like the santas to keep to be in there and so they could keep sending emails that are like did you did you know that uh DeSantis just like uh passed a law saying that uh parents in the booster club can date students in high schools or whatever and fundraise off that. But if they did, Nikki Freed, Charlie Crist, gone. This guy. This guy's running against it. Because, like, yeah, what yeah. could, what could, yeah, DeSantis would be like, yeah, this guy's a soy pussy, blah, blah, blah. But if his entire campaign is like, I send, I send chuds to the morgue. Yep. You know, <laughs> like, well, you know like what are you going to do? Like, I, I, I honestly feel like, uh, who is that guy? Gianfort in Montana? I feel like he yeah. won because he beat up that journalist. Oh, absolutely. Same Jim thing. suplexing a journalist got him into Congress, and now he's the governor. Yeah. 
And he's a he's a fucking computer nerd from New Jersey or some shit. And like in a, in a state where they're all like priding themselves on they're real t- real Western cowboys or whatever. This fucking computer nerd won because he fucking did it because he suplexed the fucking journalist, broke his glasses. <laughs> did you did you ever like uh, this is an aside, but do you guys remember Brian Schweitzer? The he was oh like, god yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. one of the last bolo tie ba- based lib. But when he was, yep. he said, um, oh, yeah, Lindsey Graham. I just thought every man from the South was gay until a, until a while ago. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it's like not nice to say, but I always thought it always like made me laugh when you just said all Southern men are effeminate. It's kind of true. Yeah, I think I, mean, yeah. I feel like Brian Schweitzer was a real bag fumble right there. Because yeah, like people were dying to have somebody who could. Uh, be a dem like an actual Democrat, like a mainline Democrat, and give give the cultural values that they were losing the ability to speak to. And he was like the one guy they had, and he just he just he was always he he, he never really went for it. He was like too coy. And then when he did, he just like say shit like that, and yeah. it was always a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah. And he'd have to. That's the problem. Like he has to take it back. I it just they stopped. They stopped making the base live. They stopped making the Oliver Stone Democrat. Yeah. They stopped making the base lib. I mean, base libs are still out there. You see them on on Twitter where they're like just laughing about every unvaccinated person dying and shit like that. Yeah, and like no, I mean yeah. they have to. It's like the, if you want to stay in the arena, you're gonna have to literally toughen up because the the stakes have changed. the 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 civility and comedy that you used to depend on is now gone. And so, if you want to stay relevant, you're gonna have to get. Uh, you're gonna have to start meeting them at uh, where they are, which is on the field of battle <laughs> with yeah. the code no, duello. Meet, meet, meeting them is on the intersection of Thomasville and Bannerman Road. Meet me yeah. there. Meet uh, me in Temecula. Yeah, uh, no, he, I like. Dude, he was on Bannerman Road. Had no banners. <laughs> tough. <laughs> That's tough. I'm just imagining uh, uh, a gubernatorial debate between Ron DeSantis and and the drill and the the, the drill lib. Yeah, the, li- the, 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 li- like, the libtard King Vaughn. Yeah, the Seth is like, like he, he's a he's a soy boy, you know. What, he, what and then like you know the classic comeback, bench press for what? I lift four pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like he should just like pull up. He should like pull up his God is a black woman T-shirt and just flash his piece. <laughs> just has it in his waistband. He's like, what? What? What's up? What's up? Uh, oh, did you see? Uh, uh, Trump was uh, sunning DeSantis too for um, getting the booster and not telling anyone about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Trump is such dude. This is so Nashville. Trump is um, Connie Britton in Nashville, and DeSantis is Hayden Panettiere. It's like they should be, you know, from a distance. You'd be like, oh, they, they'd be getting along. They, they're into the same stuff. No, Trump has to be the star. He probably yeah. hates DeSantis more than he hates anyone on earth. He doesn't. It's hate true. Him. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and a part of the reason he's he's winding himself up about DeSantis is not only is DeSantis criticizing his vaccine that he invented, uh, but that he won't signal that he's not running in twenty twenty four. He's he's keeping his his options open, and that is just a fucking a red flag in front of the ball, and. uh uh, he's going to have to make a decision very shortly whether he is going to try to go head to head against Trump 
uh, or reassure him that he's going to wait, you know, uh, till next turn, time, yeah. uh, and and maybe like get his get the eye of Sauron off of him. But if he if he like waits too long, he's just going to get fucking pummeled. Yeah, who do you think Trump hates more, Joe Brandon, who would probably be his friend if not for politics, or the guy the guy who's like the younger the younger hotter guy who's yeah you know was secretly sick for two weeks and definitely absolutely got the booster may have had may have gotten two boosters you know yeah. may have seen that Israel thing and been like oh my god give it to me <laughs> lied about it well um okay so let's let's move on for to uh second half of the show uh today's reading series it comes courtesy of a guy we haven't we haven't done him in a minute but this is a this is this is another masterpiece from him this is thomas friedman coming through the new york times op-ed that is very highly regarded let's put it that way it is biden cheney 2024 mm-hmm. <laughs> uh this is thomas okay so it begins as i've noted before one reason I pay very close attention to the Israeli-Palestinian arena is that a lot of trends get perfected there first and then go global. Airline hijacking, suicide bombing, building a wall. The challenges... Oh, did me. he Just say t- building a wall? Yeah, building a wall. Yeah, yeah. no one did that before. The, no one, like, no <laughs> one... walls. Yeah. This is why... This is why I, this is why I pay close attention to the uh, the Hadrian arena, Emperor Hadrian. A lot of the trends <laughs> that uh, he pioneered in Scotland have taken off in the 21st century. Um, yeah, you you might as well be like you might as well say like you know they pioneered things like um, d- members of two different religious ethnic groups uh, hating each other. <laughs> the first time it's been done. He says here. Um, yeah, uh, things like airline hijacking, suicide bombing, building a wall, the challenges of pluralism, and lots more. It's off-Broadway to Broadway. So what's playing there these days that might be a harbinger for politics in the U.S.? Answer, it's the most diverse national unity government in Israel's history, one that stretches (laughs) from Jewish settlers on the right all the way to an Israeli-Arab Islamist party and super liberals on the left. Most important, it's holding together, getting stuff done, getting stuff done, and muting the hyperpolarization that was making Israel ungovernable. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's going great. Yeah, no, it's fine. Uh, it's like, yeah, like oh wow, like what a diverse political party. I mean, it's like uh, it's it's views on everything from the West Bank to the Gaza Strip range from you know. <laughs> <laughs> range from open extermination to quiet extermination. Yeah. Um, it goes, uh, is that what America needs in 2024? A ticket of Joe Biden and Liz Cheney or Joe Biden and Lisa Murkowski or Kamala Harris and Mitt Romney or Stacey Abrams and Liz Cheney or Amy Klobuchar and Liz Cheney? Well, wow, this guy's really, he's ran out of women to talk about here. It's just one, basically one person he's thinking of. Damn, or you any- think he likes you think he likes Liz Cheney? This <laughs> is like this is like the Liz Cheney equivalent of the guy who who adds like you know like Brandy Love or someone who's like, are you doing a POV anal scene like every day? <laughs> <laughs> are you running a Unity ticket with Stacey Abrams? <laughs> Thomas, <laughs> For the please last understand time. that I do not know. <laughs> I do not know when my scene with Stacey Abrams is coming out. <laughs> Uh, is, uh, he goes, um, before you leap into the comments section, hear me out. 
In June, after an utterly wild period in which Israel held four national elections over two years and kept failing to produce a stable governing majority, the lambs there actually lay down with the lions. Key Israeli politicians swallowed their pride, softened policy edges, and came together for a four-year national unity government, led by rightist Prime Minister Naftali Bennett and left-of-center alternative Prime Minister Yair Lapid. They also are to switch places after two years. And for the first time, an Israeli Arab party, the Islamist organization Ram, played a vital role in cementing the, an Israeli coalition. I love whenever Thomas Friedman gets excited about, like, I won't say a new government on the world, but he's just like, hey, like, uh, you know, here's, here's this thing, this fun thing that's happening overseas. Here's a new leader that really might have it. And, I mean, the last time he was talking about was uh, the, <laughs> the MBS, who then chainsawed Charles... <laughs> Thomas Friedman's friend to death in the Saudi consulate in Turkey. I mean, so, friend, but you never know what's going on in the scenes. Everyone's drilling. All the lips are drilling. <laughs> yeah. uh, what forced everyone's hand? A broad agreement that Israeli politics was being held hostage by then Prime Minister Bibi Netanyahu, who resisted putting together any government that he would not lead, apparently because if he didn't lead, he could lose his chance at some kind of immunity from prosecution on multiple corruption charges that could lead to prison. Sound familiar? Netanyahu was just a smarter Donald Trump, constantly delegitimizing the mainstream media and the Israeli justice system. Yeah, God, God forbid no. anyone delegitimize the Israeli media or justice system. <laughs> um... Uh, and vigorously exploiting social, religious, ethnic fault lines to divide and rule. Isn't that just the definition of Israel, period? Like, isn't like yeah. any government of Israel, no matter what party or coalition is formed, is going to, by definition, exploit social, religious, and ethnic fault lines to literally physically divide and rule? Yeah, that's the whole job. Yeah, that's, that's the job description. He eventually stressed out the system so much that several of his former allies broke away to forge a unity coalition with Israeli center-left and Arab parties. As Hebrew University of Jerusalem religious philosopher Moshe Halbertal put it to me, what happened here is that there is still enough civic responsibility, not everywhere, but enough, that the political flat class felt that the continued breakdown of the rule of law and more elections, which was leading nowhere, was an indulgence that Israel simply could not afford, given its highly diverse population and dangerous neighborhood. I love that. I love when they throw in the dangerous neighborhood thing. It's dangerous it's just, neighborhood. We, we live in a dangerous neighborhood. We live in a very dangerous neighborhood. And then I, I love this. Like there's, there's just God. I mean. I, you know, what's funny, though, is that Tom Shreen doesn't mention that in every one of these four elections in the last two years was uh, just happened to coincide with the absolute fucking like hammering of the Gaza Strip by the Israeli Air Force. So like there's like, oh, just one of those happening every year is they kill like a few thousand people. Like that's just like uh, uh, Israeli society, uh, like the, 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 that, that decency or indecency doesn't touch them. They're like, oh, we're having too many elections. Yeah. We need to, we need yeah, to take up oh, civic God. responsibility. I got to see these ads one more time. When they're selling tickets to a hillside where you can watch people in an open-air prison get pulverized by multi-billion dollar weapon systems, that's, um, I guess that's the opposite of polarization. Yeah, no, yeah, that's bringing everyone together. That's called the unity ticket. Literally, a ticket you can yeah. buy. <laughs> uh, this new Israeli government will neither annex the West Bank nor make final peace to the Palestinians, Halbertal noted, but it is one that will attempt to renew the relationship with the Palestinian Authority rather than weakening it. It is one that prevented a racist anti-Arab party allied to Netanyahu from entering the cabinet. 
I mean, oh God, God forbid a racist anti-Arab party enter Israeli government. Thank God, thank God, the adults are in charge who you know don't hate Arabs and aren't racist against them. Yeah, a racist ideologue in charge of the Ethiopian uh, neutering program. <laughs> Terrible. Hate that. Um, and it is one that is counterbalancing Bibi's strong embrace of the less than democratic ultra nationalist states in Europe and evangelical Christians and Trump Republicans in America by rebuilding ties with the Democrats, liberal American Jews, and liberal parties in Europe. As Israeli leaders treat each other, and Israeli and Palestinian leaders treat each other with a little more respect, a little less contempt, because they are out of Facebook and into the face to face relations again. <laughs> Stuff is getting done. <laughs> Well, I got I to gotta read that sentence again. As Israeli leaders treat each other and Israeli and Palestinian leaders treat each other with a little more respect and a little less contempt because they are out of Facebook and into face-to-face relations again, stuff is getting done. It's kind Uni- of a bar, Thomas. <laughs> Unity has not meant paralysis. This coalition in November passed Israel's first national budget since 2018. So far, every attempt to topple it has failed. So Ugh. this, first of all, like this government, like next week is going to collapse. That's like that's written in the stars. Not because yeah. not he's, like he, yeah. yeah, he's he's authored their misery just by writing this mm-hmm. article. Um, but just. That they're ni- the people in the coalition, to Thomas Friedman's knowledge, are nice to each other. That's 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 it. That's what matters. That's the entire article. Damn, he can really. No one can stretch product like Thomas Friedman. No one can. No one can make the most out of like seventy dollars worth of cocaine and then some cornstarch and baby laxative. <laughs> Uh, Mansour Abbas, the Islamist party's leader, even recently stunned many Israeli Arabs and Jews when he publicly declared Israel was born a Jewish state. That was the decision of the people. He continued, it was born this way and it will remain this way. The question is, what is the status of the Arab citizen in the Jewish state of Israel? Wow, he stunned political observers with that that, uh, astonishing admission. Um, there's no answer to that question. What is the status of the Arab citizen in the Jewish state of Israel? Uh, the coalition government will uh, decline to answer that question and uh, kicked it. <laughs> That's an issue for future. We're tabling that for future debate. It'll be circled so, back to. Yeah, well, exactly. So could this play come to Broadway? I asked Stephen Levitsky, a political scientist and co-author of How Democracies Die, after he presented some similar ideas last week to my colleague David Leandhart. America is facing an existential moment, Levitsky told me, noting that the Republican Party has shown that it isn't committed any longer to playing by democratic rules, leaving the United States uniquely threatened among Western democracies. That all means two things, he continued. First, this Trump cult version of the GOP must never be able to retake the White House. Since Trump has made embracing the big lie that the 2020 election was a fraud, a prerequisite for being the Trump GOP, for being in the Trump GOP. His entire cabinet, most likely, would be people who denied or worked to overturn Biden's election victory. There is no reason to believe that they would cede power the next time. I, I, I think it's just I think it's important that as you know, America as our democracy teeters on the brink, and you know, like uh, you know, sort of um, uh, uh, old uh, bigotries and sort of like uh, uh, ethnic prejudices and hatreds rear their ugly heads. I think it's really important that we look at Israel. Because, like, I mean, they've solved the problem um, by just making half over half the people not able to vote in any election to uh, choose their government. 
And yeah, I, I mean, th- I think that's that's the Republican solution to this whole thing, and I think Thomas needs to give it a hearing if he's such a big fan of Israel and their policies. Um, uh, goes uh, in a, in a democracy, Levitsky said, parties lose popularity and they lose elections. That is normal. But a democracy cannot afford for this Republican Party to win again because they have demonstrated a, t- a ton of evidence that they are no longer committed to the democratic rules of the game. So Biden, Cheney, is it's not such a crazy idea, I asked. Not at all, Levitsky said. We should be ready to talk about Liz Cheney as part of a blow-your-mind Israeli-style fusion coalition. <laughs> a blow-your-mind style Israeli fusion. This sounds like a fucking restaurant. A blow-your-mind style Israeli fusion restaurant. The worst restaurant on earth. <laughs> Israeli. Blow your mind style Israeli fusion restaurant. Israeli fusion. The world's worst development in energy production. They split the atoms in an unstable ecstasy tablet. Uh because uh, <laughs> we we should be ready to talk about Liz Cheney as part of a blow your mind Israeli style fusion coalition with Democrats. A it blow is your a... mind POV scene with Liz Cheney. <laughs> 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 it is a coalition that says there is only one overriding goal right now. That is saving our democratic system. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> and Liz Cheney's going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that brings us to the second point. Saving a democratic system requires huge political sacrifice, added Levitsky. It means AOC campaigning for Liz Cheney. And it means Liz Cheney putting on the shelf many policy goals she and other Republicans cherish. Gee, I wonder which one of those things is more likely to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we don't have her in government now, and they're basically uh, yeah. doing the Republican fucking policies. But, what that, ta- but uh, that is what it takes. And if you don't do it, just look back and see why democracy collapsed in countries like Germany, Spain, and Chile. <laughs> Well, in one of those, I can because because the United States government literally (laughs) overthrew their democratic government. I I, I don't think I don't think democracy in Chile collapsed because like uh, the parties didn't trust each or or, you know there wasn't a fusion style coalition of fascists and social democrats. I think it was because you know uh, one side was uh, you know the uh, the scales were tipped in their direction by the most powerful country on the planet. Um, The democratic forces there should have done it, but they didn't. To put it differently, this Trump cult version of the GOP is trying to gain power through an election, but it's trying to increase its odds of winning by gaming the system in battleground states. This just sounds like what any political party. I mean, I I know I know Republicans really do want to, like, make it impossible for anyone who's not a Republican to vote. But like, you know, if everyone can game the system, then like, why aren't the Democrats gaming the system for their own advantage? I mean, Republicans would argue that voting rights laws are gaming the system to their advantage. Yes, they do that all the time. They say that explicitly. Um, Ask uh, reaching out to people who uh, might vote for you and convincing them to vote for you is considered uh, fraudulent, which makes anything they do uh, acceptable to fight it. Um, it goes here. Uh, the best way to do that is by creating a broad national unity vehicle. <laughs> a broad national unity vehicle. A broad vehicle. national unity it's vehicle. Like, it's like the, the, the Toyota Tundra. Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile. 
<laughs> I guess it's I an guess, Israeli I style get, fusion I, vehicle. I guess that's the Merkava <laughs> after it drove over Hezbollah IEDs and fused with its drivers. <laughs> uh, a broad national unity vehicle that enables more Republicans to leave the truck. By the way, that's uh, that's the subtitle of Roland, I believe, by Limp Bizkit. <laughs> Roland, aka Broad National Unity Vehicle. Well, like if it okay, if it like every few years they try this in the UK of all places, where if it's going to work anywhere, it's going to work there. No one's into it. Nobody. Well, also, it's a totally specious comparison because we don't have a parliamentary system. When these parties come together in a unity government, they are bringing with them. Their constituencies. They're bringing with them the votes in the Knesset. Liz Cheney is just some broad. Why didn't she he- brings no one? She br- the Republicans who Liz Cheney would bring to a Demo- Repo- Democratic ticket in an election are all on the masthead of the New York Times, the Washington Post. No actual de- Republican voters are going to give a shit about her. Are going to vote for Democrats over Republicans because she's on the ticket. It, it it would it would change nothing about the overall underlying dynamics between the two parties because it's not a fucking parliamentary system. And you know what? Like uh, I know we've talked about this before, but like as as long as far as, as long as Thomas Friedman is talking about how oh the the Trump cult GOP can never allow be allowed to regain power because they're, they 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 are they believe they all believe in the big lie that Biden stole the twenty twenty election. I mean. It should bear repeating here that Liz Cheney is the daughter of a man who fucking authored at least one stolen presidential election. Yeah. At least in one. In the United States. Like in the, in, the yeah. United, you know, in the United States. Forget foreign countries. But I mean, yeah. like uh, a Bush-Cheney ticket in 2000 like absolutely stole that election. Right, of course. Probably but, and, in and, and, I guess, and the thought is like, oh, but remember, she's the daughter of the vice president from Bush. You guys liked her? No, they don't. They fuck fuck her. They don't like her anymore. She they has Bush. no constituency. The Democrats Trump, love Trump got Bush up there. Now. Did you, you see that thing on the January 6th committee where Democrats lined up to shake Dick Cheney's hand and then they had a, <laughs> yeah. then they had a Zoom performance from Lin-Man, from the Hamilton cast? Yeah. I got yeah. I mean it's just like stealing our material. What the you fuck? Know who, yeah. Did that joke 7 months ago? Yeah, that was when that happened, it was like man, is this like a is this like a gritty account from 2017 saying this is happening? <laughs> like this is this is the dream of every like left-wing NPC account. This happening, and they just do it. You know who wouldn't have shaken up with uh, Dick Cheney? The liberal driller. No. Nope. Put him in a fucking arm bar. Yeah, he would have been like, once my op, always my op. Fuck you. I <laughs> uh, guess here. Um, uh, uh, the, be- the best way to do that is by creating a broad national unity vehicle that enables more Republicans to leave the Trump cult without having to just become big D Democrats. We all have to be mm. small D Democrats. <laughs> small D I know one big D Democrat. <laughs> yeah, the, the drill team in Florida. Yeah, and he's caught at least one body. Uh, we all have to be small D Democrats now, or we won't have a system to be big D or big R. Any, <laughs> big D or hard R. Oh, I think R, you're big anything. R, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. I think you're the biggest R, probably. This is what civic-minded Israeli elites did. Sorry, I got to... <laughs> Every line of this, I just trip. Uh, I just trip over because just the phrase "civic-minded Israeli elites." It's like there's like 
every, everything like being civic minded in Israeli politics means that like no matter what political party you're a part of, you are wholeheartedly dedicated to the ethnic cleansing of half the population of Israel that he you means, don't regard as Israeli. He means he they take a Honda Civic to go to Jeffrey Epstein's mansion <laughs> on the Upper East Side, <laughs> as David uh, Barak did. Uh, Civic-minded Israeli elites did when they created a broad national unity coalition whose main mission was to make the basic functions of government work again and safeguard the integrity of Israel's democracy. I mean, come on, like this, the, the oh, to safeguard the integrity of Israel's democracy. I mean, just I don't think we need to save. I don't think we need to like keep that. Don't don't keep that anywhere safe. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not worth much. Uh, such a vehicle in America, said Levitsky, should be able to shave a small but decisive fraction of Republican votes away from Trump. In a tight race, it would take only 5 or 10% of Republicans leaving Trump to assure victory. And that is what matters. This is the Democratic way of defeating a threat to democracy. Not doing it is how democracies die. I'm quite aware that it is highly unlikely. America does not have the flexibility of a parliamentary proportional representation system like Israel's, and there is no modern precedent for such a cross-party ticket. And yet, I still think it's worth raising. There is no precedent for how close we're coming to an unraveling of our democracy either. As Levitsky puts it, if we treat this as a normal election, our democracy stands a, coins flipped, a coin flips chance of survival. Those are odds that I don't want to run. We need to communicate to the public and the establishment that this is not a normal donkeys versus elephants election. This is a democracy versus authoritarians. I this hate is- authoritarianism. <laughs> My least favorite ideology. This is not for the long term, noted Levitsky. I want to get back as quickly as possible to where I can disagree with Liz Cheney on every policy issue. And that is the most we have to worry about, but not until our democracy is safe. I mean... I just like I don't know I don't know if it's after reading that or it's just a growing feeling I've had over and over again. It's just like the the Washington Post masthead: "This democracy dies in darkness." I say faster, please. I mean, can we please kill our democracy faster? Like I'm yeah, I'm so sick of this really, shit. It's so it's pathetic. Irritating at this it's point. It's so pathetic. I mean, and I'm sorry, I cannot take you seriously when you your insistence that we face a existential threat to American democracy is coupled with a prescription for that being. Put Dick, put Liz Cheney on the ticket. Put this person who nobody cares about, who is not a news addicted dork, and that if that's your prescription uh, for the situation, I just can't take it seriously. And none of the people who are really most frantic about the idea that our democracy is dying and is ter- are terrified of it have anything better than put Dick Cheney on the ticket, uh, or or for that matter that your the country you want to be more like. If you're setting the alarm about democracy, democracy is dying, the death of our institutions, uh, authoritarianism. We should be more like Israel. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, okay, if authoritarianism is, is a thing, what the, fu- what the fuck is making people live in an open-air prison? What is disenfranch- yeah. What is making second-class citizens out of your enti- almost your entire fucking Arab population? Well, what, is, what the fuck is that? And if this is all like, oh, our, our democracy stands a coins flips chance if Trump runs again. Well, then if Thomas Friedman, if you really believe that, then why aren't you advocating the Khashoggi treatment for this asshole? I mean, you've got friends in high places. <laughs> I mean, just drill this asshole. Be over and done with it. <laughs> then we can yeah. get back to having normal Republican politicians. Yeah. Like anybody who's really serious about this in the halls of power, 
they're they're taking meetings that uh, are not uh, public. Uh, they're 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 like figuring out ways to use like Novichok or fucking ricin or something. What? Yeah. What is and what is like Liz Cheney doing when she's not like saying Trump is disgusting? She's she wants to take a fucking hammer to every part of the Democratic coalition. She hates teachers unions. She like just anything, any like base that needs anything for the Democratic Party. She fucking hates that is like that is probably the least workable coalition. Just if we're actually going to do this, if we're actually well, going to do this, there's no part of the Democratic coalition except for like suburbanites who care about January 6th. And they already. OK, that's done. They already voted for Glenn Otherkin. Like, fuck it. That's it's done. You're cooked. Well, I mean, Can't like, use this, that one anymore. But like, this is why this is why Thomas Friedman is not using his perch in the New York Times to advocate drilling Donald Trump and ending this problem that <laughs> plagues us once and for all. It's because Donald Trump existing and what he calls the Trump cult Republican Party has created a condition that is like like the long held dream of people like Thomas Friedman, which is to have a basically a one party government that is like democratic in name. But because of the threat of Trump, can no longer ever actively advocate on behalf of, you know, ideological or political coalitions. It will only just be there to be like the stopgap, and then we'll just like allow Republicans to effectively be in control. But in name, like the Democrats will be running the country, and I guess that's basically to what maintain we have now, that but- that crucial illusion of democratic process that keeps people uh, pliant. Like that's what these people are really freaking out about. Is they're in their nightmare. The legitimacy is gone, and if that happens, then maybe uh, uh, compliance goes with it. Um, I, I don't know if that's even true, but that's certainly their nightmare. And if you live in this country at this moment and you see what it's doing, I'm sorry. The prospect of compliance uh, eroding is really our only fucking hope. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if there's any, if there is any like positive social effect from the Trump years or, you know, if you really wanted to get crazy and wanted to argue this is from Trump himself, him either showing that institutions are more fragile than we thought or just his his unusual nature as a president of, like, calling Beth Midler, disgu- or Beth Midler disgusting, it is, you know, the great resignation. It's the huge amount of Americans, you know, that I even saw in November quitting their jobs, telling their boss, fuck you. That's, I mean, that would be the most positive needed thing in America is Americans gaining some degree of self-respect that they have not had since NAFTA. And yeah, like, I just like, I mean, like, like this is, this is the, it just, it seems that once again, and, and we don't even know if Trump is running or not, but I mean, he probably is. I mean, we know how we feel about that. But like, once again, we're back in the situation where this is the most important election of our lives. This is not even about, this is even not even about your preferred political party. You're voting to preserve American democracy itself. And God, if, that, if that's the case, then I'll never have I been prouder of, of uh, nor ever will I be prouder of not voting. Because at this point, we got to get rid of it. We've got to get rid of it. Or at least just get, just stop pretending. We all need to stop pretending. This country is not a fucking democracy. Yes. When I saw Michelle Obama like telling me this is the most important election, you know, ever, the midterms, that was like, I didn't just want to continue not voting in those. I wanted to like prevent someone else from voting. 
Because it's like, fuck you. What the fuck are you doing? What the fuck is, what the fuck are you and Barack Obama doing? Netflix, baby. Netflix, Netflix and destroying historic Chicago parkland. Yeah, it seems yeah. real fucking important to you guys. Go fuck yourself. I am going to, I'm going to put up, I'm going to call it, no, <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. I'm going to put up a fake roadblock in front of wherever people vote in my neighborhood, wherever I am on election day. I'm going to, I'm going to draw a tunnel into a wall, Wiley Coyote style, and have an arrow saying voting here. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. I'm going to cut this out because I don't want to get run up on by the liberal driller. <laughs> He's going to hear that. Make a fucking example out of me. He's going to hear his, but like voting is what he lives for. Yeah. yeah. I won't say that to him. I'll be like, I voted, sir. Yeah. Nothing but respect for my liberal driller. Yeah. If he was running, I would vote in the midterms. Just because yeah. it's like, dude, like, I do like, I like Lauren Bobert's political program, which is, I am going to make everyone around me in Congress incredibly uncomfortable. Like, love it. <laughs> but she's not really using that thing. No, no. She runs into him, her, 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 like, gross husband. Any of those people run into him. He's like, you can get it too. Lauren Bobert. Yeah. Lauren Bobert is not a real driller. Like she, she only, she only keeps that poll on her so she can give it to her kid in a fucking like Christmas card or something yeah. like that. Industry plant. Yeah, wasn't really outside. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think that about does it for today, fellas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Till next time, gentlemen. Till next Goodbye. time. If you are the liberal driller, please contact us. Yeah, we'll, absolutely. We'd love yeah. to talk to you. Yeah, we will. Whatever, whatever. However, you like to party. We'll get you like the best or worst weed, depending on what your preference is. Like any pill, <laughs> anything. Okay. Uh, we we can't get lean. No one can, unless you're a millionaire. But we don't even think you like that. Um, you rock. You rock. We, we probably disagree with you on a lot. You probably, you know, love Randy Rainbow and stuff like that. But we think you're, we think you're the man. We love you and we, we treasure you. Alright, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Act like I'm basic. Living in my past, I might come off like I'm crazy. And nothing never lasts, so I don't let nothing phase me. Uh bitch, I'm rich. Uh bitch, I'm rich. What? Bitch, I'm rich. What? Rich as shit. Uh bitch, I'm rich. Bitch, I'm rich. Bitch, I'm rich. I'm rich as shit. Got it out the mud, they ain't give me shit. Nigga fell out with my blood, but it happened out of love Made a lot of shootings happen, I was riding around with thugs Trap raided every week cause we was having all the drugs Wait a minute, take a killer, put some paper in it God gave a nigga a second chance, call it Taylor Bennett Street nigga started making bands, I ain't taking vans Hatin' ass, think he touch a swerve, break his hands Told a jeweler, take my mans, ice him out, make it dance 180 in the lamb, fuck around, break the trance New cool, 200 grand, out the trenches, understand who I am Bitch the man, that's what all the bitches say. Who the flyest in the land? Who don't like it, shoot a quiet, hear fire, start a